Users of marijuana have reasons to celebrate in Cleveland. iHeart Media lays off some major personalities in the Northeast Ohio market, and the Ohio legislature takes a giant step forward in transparency. It's the wake up from Cleveland.com for Thursday, January 16th. I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. Cleveland is poised to effectively eliminate prosecution of low-level marijuana possession. City Council's Safety Committee on Wednesday unanimously approved the proposed ordinance, which would eliminate any fines or jail time for possession of marijuana of up to 200 grams, or about 7 ounces. In addition, those convicted of misdemeanor possession would not carry a criminal record or have to report the conviction on applications for employment and licenses. The full council could pass the ordinance by the end of the month. The changes would mirror what several other cities in Ohio, Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton, and Toledo among them, have already done. Possession of marijuana remains illegal under state law, and federal law still considers it to be on the same level as more serious drugs, such as cocaine and heroin. Under current law in Cleveland, minor misdemeanor possession of up to 100 grams of marijuana carries a fine of up to $150. Possession of up to 200 grams, defined by the state as a fourth-degree misdemeanor, can carry a fine of up to $250 and 30 days in jail. The media landscape starts 2020 in turmoil, and in Cleveland, that turmoil involves a lot of layoffs at 96.5 KISS FM, the city's top 40 station. iHeartMedia, the largest owner of radio stations in the United States, announced a restructuring this week that will result in layoffs across its more than 850 stations. The company is not releasing specifics about the number of jobs being eliminated. iHeart scrubbed all employee bio pages from its station's website, making it difficult to track. The number, however, is reportedly in the hundreds and perhaps exceeds 1,000 iHeart owns more than a dozen stations in the Cleveland-Akron-Canton market. In Cleveland, Magic 105.7 also suffered layoffs. Afternoon drive host Don Action Jackson, disc jockey Jim Hart, and weekend host Scott Davidson all lost their jobs. For the first time ever, all Ohio General Assembly committee hearings will be broadcast and or streamed online to the public starting this week. It is a landmark moment in Ohio State House history, one that's come after years of effort by good government groups and some lawmakers to give a window into that committee process, which can be Byzantine, but is also where many key decisions are made. Coverage of each of the Ohio Senate's 14 standing committees will begin Thursday, starting with a Senate Higher Education Committee. All Senate committee hearings will be televised on public broadcasting stations around the state and streamed live on ohiochannel.org. The Ohio House previously began live coverage in all of its 10 committee rooms in September, fulfilling a promise made by House Speaker Larry Householder to House Democrats to win their votes to be the Speaker. At that time, Householder said Ohio was one of only 12 states to offer live and on-demand video of its committee meetings. 
While the House had to install cameras in most of its committee rooms, the Ohio Senate's three hearing rooms have had cameras in them for years. The grandson of Cleveland Mayor Frank Jackson pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor assault charge and received probation on Wednesday in the middle of his trial on felonious assault charges in a June incident. Frank Q. Jackson Jr., who was 23, struck a deal with Cuyahoga County Prosecutor Mike O'Malley's office on the second day of testimony in a case in which an 18-year-old woman accused him of punching her, choking her, and hitting her with a metal truck hitch. Prosecutors dismissed an abduction charge as part of the plea bargain. Common Police Court Judge John P. O'Donnell then imposed an 18-month probation sentence. O'Malley's office obtained an indictment charging Jackson Jr. in August after city prosecutors who answered to the mayor initially declined to bring charges without consulting with the county prosecutor. Delilah Swift, who is now 19, took the stand on Tuesday and maintained that Jackson Jr. had punched her, choked her, and hit her. Smith, however, admitted during cross-examination from Jackson Jr.'s lawyer that she struck Jackson Jr. during the encounter and grabbed onto his pants leg and refused to let go as he walked away. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony will have a hometown feel to it when Trent Reznor and his Cleveland-born Nine Inch Nails are enshrined in public auditorium in May. Reznor is part of the class of 2020, announced early Wednesday by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation. The other inductees are the Doobie Brothers, Depush Mode, Notorious B.I.G., T-Rex, and Whitney Houston. Four of the top five finishers in the Rock Hall's fan vote, the Dave Matthews Band, Pat Benatar, Soundgarden, and Judas Priest, were left out in the cold. Two other members will be inducted as part of the class of 2020. They are storied Eagles manager Irving Azoff and John Landau, the former Springsteen manager, pioneering Rolling Stone columnist and editor. The 35th annual Rock and Roll Induction Ceremony will be held in Cleveland Saturday, May 2nd. Tickets go on sale Thursday, February 27th. It could be a historic induction ceremony in Cleveland. Will the Eagles perform? Will Bruce Springsteen? But what does the Rock Hall have against women? How do they exclude Pat Benatar? Will we ever understand the selection process? Thanks for listening to The Wake Up. We'll be back with another edition tomorrow.